Hey guys, welcome to the Hey OK Ha Happy Hour. Uh, or I should say the Hey, you're gonna be okay. Ha Happy Hour. How you guys doing? Are you guys uh, quarantined? Getting some stuff done? Or are you procrastinating? What are you doing? Huh? What are you drinking? Me, you guessed it. Coffee. I am in Sioux Falls, South Dakota once again. Um, after it became apparent that this COVID-19 virus was being used to shut down civil society, including rumors of banning domestic air travel, I said, I got to get the fuck out of Dodge. Got to go back, go back to the family, uh, which is what I tell everybody I, I talk to when shit like this goes down. Uh, go somewhere where you got a, uh, a social network, you know, I love Philadelphia, got a lot of friends there, but I'm kind of a transplant on the, and you don't want to be on the East coast. You don't want to be in a major metropolitan area when martial law is declared and there's rioting on the streets. No, uh, let us hope it doesn't get to that point. Um, but as far as the virus is concerned, you're going to be okay. Uh, it's just incredible. First of all, the how quickly the government has ratcheted up this martial law response. It went initially from, uh, don't worry, like that Marco Rubio tweet. Um, I hear rumors about martial law. It's only limited hours on non-essential businesses. That is not martial law. Fucker couldn't even spell martial law correctly. That's got to be awkward. You're tasked to downplay something you can't even spell. And then 48 hours later, it was like, wow, that that tweet didn't age very, very well. Um, how hard is it to put food on shelves? That's my question. Because apparently the National Guard, we're going to have military soldiers on the street, if you believe them, to help stock shelves, help food banks. It's not that hard to put a can of tomato soup on a shelf, you know, putting rice a uh, uh, where it needs to be doesn't require a massive military, military response. I know this because I was a stock boy when I was 16. It's not that hard. Now it's to, it's to uh, deal with, with crowd control. Uh, that's, that's what it's for. And I just hope that this passes because I, I was going through like a I was talking to a friend worst case scenario best case scenario okay let's start with the worst well so let's start with the best case scenario best case scenario is this whole overreaction to the virus it was a genuine overreaction and we go through a 30-day quarantine whatever the fuck they call it by the way I like that at, at first they started introducing the idea of 24-hour curfews 24-hour curfews, and nobody raised their hand and asked, uh, what the fuck is a 24-hour curfew? Because it turns out there's no such thing as a 24-hour curfew. A 24-hour curfew means you're under house arrest. That's what it means. So best case scenario, honest overreaction. We get through this in 30 days. We feel a little embarrassed, right, for overreacting. But you know everybody's going to say, well, see, the quarantine was justified. That's how we avoided millions of deaths. And, and uh, we have the best summer ever, right? 
imagine being how the cabin fever we're going to have all pent up and that'd be a great summer that's the best case scenario worst case scenario is this is actually the final dystopian clampdown that many you know science fiction writers have prophesized about it's been a slow roll for the last 19 years but we've been slowly slowly chipped away at to that point where we're literally forced in our own homes at gunpoint with no borders no travel allowed family separated police powers to detain anybody indefinitely who's accused of having a cold you walk outside you maybe you want to defy the quarantine get some fresh air take a walk around the block you get five steps there's some overhead spray of shots there's fucking drones now right we, we, we think we just use drones in other countries we don't think we're going to use them here at some point if that's what it takes people just sitting in rooms waiting to die convinced not to interact with their fellow humans not to share ideas not to sing laugh dance do the things that you know makes us human but we'll just acquiesce to it because we wouldn't want to catch the cold and i know a lot of you are saying matt this is irresponsible how can you dare say that we're overreacting how dare you downplay the threat of this virus and it's like the only reason people are freaking out is because they're getting their information from glowing rectangles while wall-mounted, handheld. But if you look at the actual data and what's happened, this is not any worse than the fucking cold. In no country, even where it's been handled the worst, has it even come close to infecting 1%. Actually, not even a quarter of a percentile. Not in China, not in Italy, and not a single country so far has it even killed close to... Let me get pull it up here. I have it somewhere. What the fuck is this? And I know a lot of you are saying, well, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Of course it's going to get worse. Because right now we only have like nine deaths per day in the U.S. That's nothing. I mean, it sounds cold, but statistically, that's a fact. So in nowhere... So the, the worst is in Italy where 0.094% of the population contracted it. What percentage of Italians do you think died from it or have died? 0.008%. Okay, now that's not good, but they're also inflating these deaths by attributing any death in which the person tests positive for it as a COVID-19 casualty. You got people in hospices and hospital beds. They're pneumonia-ridden. They've had cancer for six months. They're terminally ill. And they uh, test positive for the COVID-19 after they die. It's like another victim of the coronavirus. You hear about that, that uh, NBC News employee who allegedly died of it? And his wife was... They didn't interview the wife in any of these stories because she was saying... It, he didn't die of that. He had other issues he was battling. And what they quoted was a, actually a memo that the president of NBC News sent to the employees quoting or paraphrasing his wife to the effect that he had other issues but succumbed to the coronavirus. It's also interesting, apparently famous people are really uh, susceptible to this. Have you noticed this? 
I don't know what it is. Their immune system is, is weak enough to contract the illness in uh, multipliers of by the hundreds compared to the general population, but their immune system is strong enough that uh, they don't ever show any symptoms or die. Did you guys see uh, Tom Hanks' son update on Instagram? That's when I knew we were at Pete Clown World. Like, okay, imagine if you will, like your, your parents uh, have an allegedly life-threatening illness and uh, you have to update their fans on their well-being. How would you dress, right? This guy, he's got a backwards baseball cap on. He's shirtless, clearly on steroids with fresh tats. It's just peak Instagram douche. And he's like, yeah, it's crazy. They're doing fine. The weird thing is they're not even sick. It's like, yeah, because it's the common cold. That's what the fuck it is. Nine people a day. I mean, by the time this goes up, we might be close to a thousand deaths in the U.S. because of this virus, which actually isn't that much compared to the flu and pneumonia. But right now it's 200 and change. It's 200 and change. And again, mind you, a lot of these are inflated because they, they're attributing any possible death they can to this illness. And you might say, well, Matt, we haven't tested everybody. We, there's not enough testing. For all we know, the disease is much more common. And it's like, exactly, exactly. It's quite possible 70% of the American population has already had it. We were just never tested. And in fact, that would lower the death rate extraordinarily. It would put it on par with the common cold, somewhere between the common cold and the flu. If you actually tested every single human and you realized how rare it is to die from it and how mild the symptoms are, this is nuts, people. This is absolutely nuts. To declare martial law over this shows a level of statistical and mathematical illiteracy that can only be possible in a country as brain dead and propagandized as ours and apparently Western Europe too. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Look at the data. And also, I made a little checklist. I made a little checklist for everybody on social media who's believing their glowing rectangles, believing their government, believing public officials. They'll come back at you with uh, a very um, predictable line of uh, strategy. Here it is. So uh, take this. If you, if you guys are worried about this and you want to uh, guilt your fellow citizens into staying home like frightened little sheep, Right? If you wanna if you wanna side with the herd, here's here's your checklist. First, avoid math and data. Second, claim the humanitarian high ground, right? After that, shame those who provide you with math or data. Then you're gonna to want to appeal to authority, right? Remember though, only their proclamations and predictions. You don't wanna, you know, you gotta to continue to avoid actual math and data. If that doesn't work, throw out a red herring. Next, continue to avoid math and data. Then, maybe throw out a straw man. And at the end of it, fuck it. Casually advocate for martial law. What, what's the worst that could happen? Hmm? What's the worst that could happen, historically? I don't know. If this reminds me of, reminds me of those two weeks when, uh, <laughs> when the government and media in the U.S. brainwashed the citizens to thinking Iraq had nuclear weapons and was going to nuke us. Remember this? People brush this out of their memory, but everybody, Democrats and Republicans, just like now, y'all were so fucking sure 
because you were being lied to, lied to, lied to, and there was a minority out saying, this is all bullshit. And what did you do to us? Ostracized and ridiculed. Ostracized and ridiculed. But what happened? Who was right? They lied. It wasn't a matter of they accidentally got wrong information that Iraq had WMDs. It was they purposefully lied to and had a very planned and orchestrated media campaign to capture the public's mind. And so if you were on the you know two to three percentile who was calling bullshit on this, it's exactly the same what's going now on now if you're calling bullshit on this. And just like then, and just like in 9-11, when the government takes away your freedoms and it starts promoting this, this dystopian nonsense, when the alleged threat goes away, they never backtrack. The Patriot Act was supposed to be temporary, if you recall. They don't backtrack. That's why it's so dangerous to let fear get away of your own critical reasoning. There is math and data out there. If you look at the numbers, it will put you at ease as far as the virus is concerned. But it might not put your mind at ease as far as the government's concerned. I hope I'm wrong, okay? I hope I'm wrong as far as the, the most extreme, worst-case scenario of, 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 what, of what the government could possibly be up to. I hope I am wrong. And, uh, and I hope you're wrong uh, these claims that 20 million Americans are going to die. It's like, where does this prediction come from? Like, where in the world has it even gotten close to that? As I showed you the numbers, or told you the numbers from China and Italy, where it's the worst possible, you know, it's run its course in China. It's run its course in China. What are the numbers in China? Shall we see? Shall we see uh, in China... And of course, I guess we don't know, right? The Chinese could be full of shit. Everybody could be dead by now. But even according to our government officials in China, it's, it's pretty much run its course. And as of today, uh, in China, a total of 0.00021% of Chinese died from it. How many contracted it? 0.0054% contracted it. Um, so again, we don't, again, we don't know how many people have it. Well, sorry about that. Uh, we don't know how many people have it in any given country, but we do know how many people die, or at least we have a more accurate idea of how many people die from it. And by the way, that's a more accurate assessment of a disease's danger anyways, how many people actually die from it. But I think what we'll find out is that this disease has been around since November, um, I remember I was sick in January. You may, if you listened, the 12 of you who listened to it back then, um, you know, I was sick. I, fuck, I probably had it. A lot of this, you probably have had it. And it's just not that big of a deal. There's no numbers coming from anywhere in the world, not Italy, not China, nowhere, that suggests this is any more dangerous than any other run-of-the-mill disease. Now, is it possible I'm wrong? Of course. It's possible possible we all died the fucking corona it's technically possible but there's again nothing to suggest that it's all it's all in the language they'll use language like cases in michigan skyrocket to 341 how can you use the verb skyrocket to get to that number 341 you could frame any ailment 
that way. And let's take a look at deaths per day. Because it is scary, you know, when 600 people die in Italy in one day of the disease. That's, that's not good, right? Um, and by the way, don't be the douche that tries to play the, you're being insensitive to the, uh, the victim's families. Of course, death happens and it's horrible. But it's also important to weigh risk and allow that to inform how we react and what kind of reactions we deem appropriate. Anyway, deaths per day uh, in the U.S. Because, let's be real, coronavirus, it's not going away anytime soon. It, it, it's killing nine people per day in the U.S. right now, but that's going to increase. It might increase to the hundreds. It could. I mean, it, it probably will. But here's the thing. There's a lot of people in this country, and a lot of people die per day. The leading cause of death, 1,700 people die per day from heart disease. 1,600 people die per day from cancer. Uh, this is from the CDC, by the way. Um, dig this. Chronic lower respiratory diseases. This excludes COVID-19. 438 people die per day. That's more than has died total from COVID-19, however you want to pronounce it. Right there. Stop right there and ponder that. Chronic lower respiratory diseases, which is an umbrella term that includes COVID-19, kills more than this allegedly uh, unprecedented danger. Okay, let's keep going down. Influenza and pneumonia kill on average 152 people per day. Now, the important thing to remember about influenza and pneumonia and also COVID-19, and for that matter, chronic lower respiratory diseases, is, yeah, the average might be 152 or, or 438, but it peaks in certain seasons. So there were days in you know the winter where 1,000 to 2,000 Americans died from the flu. And if you were a government who was tasked with enacting martial law, if you were tasked with utilizing a virus to do so, those numbers would be easier to use problem is we've gotten used to the flu we've gotten used to the idea that it's a dangerous disease for people with compromised immune systems and old folks we've gotten used to that idea so when we hear the that 2,000 people died yesterday of the flu that's not enough to scare the shit out of us because we've grew, we've grown up with the flu those two words the flu and if there's not an orchestrated campaign to freak you out over the flu why would you why would you freak out? If the glowing rectangles aren't telling you to freak out, why would you? It's almost like somebody's had a bet. Like, do you think we can get them to freak out over the common cold? Because that's what the common cold is a coronavirus. There's a, a new strain every fucking year. COVID-19 just means 2019's version of the common cold. Double check that. It probably sounds so outlandish. It's, it's true, though. It's the common... Coronaviruses are a common thing. They've been around for a long, long time. Um, and yes, there's no cure for it. That's why we've always said there's no cure for the common cold. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's starting to turn a little bit. About three days ago, I, I, I talk about being out on a limb. Jesus Christ. I had people on social media blocking me. I didn't even make an argument. I would just share John Hopkins University's numbers. And then broke it down to the percentile. And people freaked out about that. <laughs> There's one douchebag who blocked me and went on Twitter. It's like, 
misinformation is killing people. We need to shun these people who are spreading lies and remember their names and hold them accountable when this goes. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? How is math misinformation? No, words are misinformation. When they use words like skyrocket, um, you know, and don't really give context to the numbers, you know something's afoot. But you're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, what else? Load up on guns. Bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend she's overboard and self-assured. Oh, no, I know. A dirty word. Do you like my tone-deaf singing? Hmm? It's a new take on, uh, uh, on Nirvana. Don't mumble. Enunciate the words. But be tone-deaf. That's the new grunge. I, I, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Uh... Speaking of grunge and mumble, let's go. Should we get off this subject for a little bit? I bet we should. I said my part, right? Again, it could be wrong, but I'm just going by the evidence. That's all the guy can do. All the guy can do is go by the evidence, his own perceptions, and try to try to see what's bullshit, what's not bullshit. Uh, what was I saying? Mumble rap, mumble rap, and uh, oh, grunge. Did I did I say this earlier? I'm probably repeating myself. Whatever. Um, here's my theory on mumble rap. I don't like mumble rap, but I, I think it's because I'm old. And uh, because growing up, hip hop, I wasn't a big hip hop guy. I was more into the punk rock and, uh, you know, rock. Um, but, you know, I liked a, a lot of hip hop. But it, to me, I loved hip hop that, that had something to say that was uh, witty in the word construction. It was articulate. And, you know, as a writer um, at the time, you know, you appreciate good wordsmiths. And that's kind of gone out of style, right? And mumble rap, to me, you can draw an analogy, is like grunge. It's like the grunge of hip-hop. Because the 80s hair metal, dudes are dressing like chicks and, you know, guitar tapping and, and singing every, screeching every word clearly and getting the crowd chanting. That became corny in, I don't know, the early 90s when grunge came about. Then it was cool to mumble and not be able to hear the lyrics. So, so maybe uh, people like me and, and are like, oh, you can't understand what you're rapping about. We're like the 80s rock and roll guys like, oh, I don't get this flannel. This flannel and mumble jumble is a bunch of horse shit. Uh, is that what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, sorry for the lateness on this week's podcast, by the way. Obviously, I've been traveling. How the fuck did I get here? Uh, I've been tying up some loose ends. I got to see some folks and uh, also get some guests uh, lined up here. I'm going to talk to some old friends, maybe via Skype, maybe maybe face-to-face, -face, who knows, but I don't want to jinx it, but we should have some guests coming up here. I uh, want to put out more content because if you all are quarantined, you know, and I know my podcast isn't going to be on the top of your to-listen list, but if you got a lot of time, you're going to go through those other podcasts. You're going to run out. You're going to want to listen to something. Why don't you listen to a guy with poorly informed opinions who enrages you? Yeah, it's good for the heart. Get the heart moving. Um, where am I, by the way? I already told you, but where exactly am I? I'm in a Barnes & Noble parking lot. 
South Dakota, baby. We're the last man standing. Last man standing. I've been going to the... Uh, are you going to... I shouldn't say this because you guys are going to... You're putting the people at risk, Cobra. I've been going to the bars past couple nights because they're open. And I'm going to uh, soak in the last of civil society and uh, really, really appreciate. Uh, try to appreciate because it's a hell of a country. You know, when stuff like this happens, it's a hell of a world. Uh, when shit like this happens... You know, and you, you're probably going through this if you're in, in states where they've already clamped down and you got to stay inside. You know, it's, prob- it's probably kind of fun at first, probably kind of novel the first couple of days. But then you really start to reflect back on how cool it is just to be able to, to go out, get in a car, go on an adventure, go somewhere, anywhere, go to a bar, go to a, go to a coffee shop, go to, go to a library, just to, just to go out, just to, to be able to, to shake hands with people and to hug them without feeling guilty. Uh, this is something that I know you're, you're advocating for it now because you're scared and it's motivated by a good impulse. Uh, but don't get too self-righteous if you're operating on your lizard brain. That's what happens when you get afraid is your lizard brain, whatever, your reptile brain, your id, that, that, that primordial part of your brain kicks in and you lose a lot of things that makes us, uh, you know, pretty cool animals. Um, keep your fucking heads. I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself. I'm, I'm dispensing advice, but really I'm just, you know, giving myself a pep talk. And you just eavesdrop it in on it. So, so who are you? Um, man, Barnes and Noble parking lot. Been going to the bars the last couple of days. Uh, not, you know, drinking two or three. And, you know, what a hell of a ride we've had. And I just remember, I wonder what it's like in New York right now. Because that was the one thing. Because I was teaching English in uh, Manhattan, uh, to adults, uh, English uh, to as a second language. And so I'd, I worked six days a week, but I didn't, you know, I didn't work long hours during the day. I kind of stretched it out over the week. And I'd work between, you know, 2 p.m. and 9 p.m which it's a good hour to, you don't have to, you can sleep in, get stuff done, and then 9 p.m. is early enough to still go out, especially in New York. So I really savored that and took advantage of my time there, and I'm just curious what what it's like there now. And it makes me sad to think about empty streets, people afraid and locked in their homes. But... And I know a lot of National Guardsmen. I'm not, you know, they're good people. So I don't foresee, even if the National Guard is deployed and they have orders to, like, force people in their homes, you know, people are people. People are people, and it's their fellow citizens. I, so I, I think my dystopian nightmare is hopefully overkill, and the truth might be somewhere in the middle. But I just don't understand, you know, you Trump haters, this is your time to shine. For the last three and a half years, you've been warning us about how the Trump administration is a fascist cabal. They got, he's got some plan lined up to cancel the elections and to enforce martial law. And sure enough, a few months before the election, what strange timing this all goes down. And it's your turn, it's your turn to say, I told you so, but you're not. Because they pulled a real clever trick. They made it seem like Trump wasn't doing enough. And so the media really uh, uh, piled on 
and was like, he's not doing enough. And so that kind of tricked liberals into pushing for him to do martial law instead of resisting it. And now things look, all we need is a miracle. Um, look at me trying to get off the subject and just going right back to it. Right back to it. Getting back to the point, I'm going to try to put out more content coming up here, because uh, I got nothing else to do. What about what am I doing? I went to I blew a bunch of money yesterday. Uh, I went to buy another bow, and I went to buy a, a, another guitar because I left my my bow and my gu other two guitars at in Philly, and you know I'll, I'll see them again, but I, I can gift them or I can sell them. But I'm like if I'm clamped down here for a month, I need shit to do. So I went and bought a, another bow and a. Uh, a guitar and a basketball and an air pump. I'm like, oh, that'll keep me uh, occupied. Oh, and some shotgun shells. Maybe shoot some traps. You don't shoot traps. You go trap shooting. Uh, but I, I go to the checkout counter. Kind of a weird order. You know, you got you got a sorry about that. You got a bow. You got a fucking you got a fucking uh, shotgun shells and you got a basketball. And the lady's like, well, basketball? Are we going to shoot the basketball? Like, nah, this is a f well, when you get down to it, it's all about hitting a target, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, I guess. Like, fucking A right, you guess. Anyway. Uh, bored as fuck. Bored as hell. Let's give us some more. Let me show you with you some more info to put your minds at ease. So right now in the U.S., how many people have contracted it? 0.0051% have contracted it. Now, that number is debatable. We've already went over this. More people could have it than that. So let's look at the actual number that's important, which is how many people have died from this disease. That currently stands at 0.00069%. You're going to be okay. You gotta be okay. And uh, on that note, that has been the, uh, the hey, you're gonna be okay, dumbass <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. I, I did that the other day. I was, when it, on the last podcast, I was shitting on you too. I went too hard in the paint. Shouldn't be insulting you like that. You know, it's when you're scared, you, 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 that, your brain turns off. I've been there. I've been there before. But we're gonna get through this. Uh, keep your heads up, keep your eyes open. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Uh, bye bye.